0: So, with that, hi and welcome to After the Hype. With me, as always, Ryan and John. Hello. Uh, today, we are joined by Almost Always Ryan. Hello. Uh, we have Chris back. How's it going, guys? We have Elliot back. Hey. And we first time ever, El- Emily. Hello. Oh, wow. Elliot and then Emily back to back really fucked up my
1: mouth.
2: Um, you can't <laughs> start
1: this episode, any, any episode without fucking up.
0: Yeah, at some point, I have to stumble over my words or just keep mumbling until I'm done talking.
3: We got L and M.
1: There we go.
0: Uh, okay, so we're going to start with a quick where have you been doing. I'm going to go first. I saw the Peanuts movie. Ah, how was Whoa. it? Uh, I saw it because I was bored in the Quad Cities, if anyone knows where that is. In Illinois. Uh, it is. In Iowa. Uh, I saw it on the <laughs> Iowa side. Um, Midwest. Good old Midwest. Uh, yeah, I had like two hours to kill. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to go see a movie. And I saw it, and it happened, and then I left. And that's really the only review I can give for it. It's fine. Wow. <laughs> it, it happens. The characters are there. They're the same characters from back in the day, but they don't really do anything new or special. The animation's cool. It's really well animated, but nothing happens the whole movie. I mean, there's nothing new brought to the table. There's really nothing like way too old for like old fans either. Like, they mentioned the Great Pumpkin one time. All the characters are the same. Like, it really just kind of felt like, oh, I'm just watching another Peanuts movie. And I guess that's good, but I can see why it's not like making the billions of dollars they're hoping it was going to. Because there's nothing in here. Like, if you never knew the Peanuts before, this is not going to be a good introduction to them
3: at all. I don't think gotcha. they were hoping to make it make billions of dollars because um, the Peanuts isn't necessarily like a worldwide franchise. It's kind of just an American franchise.
0: Well, yeah, but I still think they expected it to do better than what it's doing. I mean, it's doing fine, yeah. but it's just like the movie. Everything about it's just it's fine. It's there. It happens,
1: and then it's not happening, and then you go home. Okay. Well, yeah, that's it for me then. Oh, I'll go next. Sure. Uh, so I know you guys have talked about this a couple times in a couple episodes. Talk about Fallout Four. Yep. Goddamn Fallout Four. It's <laughs> taken over my life, and it, it, it's really—I've not been around because of that. You it's missed out easy. Uh, to I missed happen. out on the last couple yeah. episodes, not because I was moving, and not because moving was a huge ordeal. No, it was the wasteland. Yep. It's just such you're a, fired. <laughs> It's such I an immersive game, and
4: I'm sure. This I showed to... up and rushed through all my segments so I could get back to Fallout. <laughs> yeah, no, in and fact, I thought after... that was the bare minimum effort.
1: <laughs> in fact, now that I'm fired, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go now yeah, and go back. <laughs> You're happy with yeah. this decision of being fired? But it, that's like all that Bethesda, do. like that's their thing. They're gonna create a huge world, and you're gonna get sucked into it for the rest of your known life. Yeah, yeah you
0: lose 100 hours of your life. You throw it in yeah. your PS4, Xbox One, or PC, whatever, and then like there goes 100 hours, and then then it's back to life.
1: Yep. But what it hel- it helps the pocketbook because then I'm not buying hundreds, of games because That's I'm too busy. It's very true. <laughs> so it actually saves money in the long run. So you know, sixty dollars down. You know, a couple years later, then I buy games again. It actually <laughs> saves, it saves money. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. It's not like Battlefront where you have to keep adding, like where you have to keep buying things in order to get the complete game. Uh, so no.
5: there isn't DLC for it.
0: There is, but you don't really need it with test games, right?
1: No. It's more like icing on the cake. Like, yeah. ooh, do you want to spend five more hours on top of your two hundred? Cool. Here you go. Uh, I actually branched out and bought another game. Chris just
4: mentioned it, because he's my roommate. Uh, we've been playing Star Wars Battlefront. Ooh. I was debating uh, after playing the beta uh, if I wanted to get it now or not, but I talked to a buddy of mine, and uh, he, he sold me on it. Like he's, he's like, look, it's just an arcade game. You're going to sit down. You're going to play it for like a, a few matches, 30 minutes to an hour. You're going to have a great time, because it's always fun, and then you're going to put it down for a while. It's not, it's not Fallout 4, but it's a good time. And you think it's worth it? Uh, yeah. If you're not dying for any of the exclusives that you get, you know, buying it now, you could totally wait. Um, you're not losing out on anything. There's no campaign mode. So it's just battles, basically. So, Battlefront.
0: My question for it, because I'm not going to buy it because I don't want to spend $60 on just arcade fun. Yeah. I get it why people are playing it. That's awesome. But, uh,. If you suck at it, like I usually right. do, suck at those games. Do you yeah. still get to play as like Luke and yeah, Leia, yes. like, but in like the rage like normal battle mode, or do you have to like do like the heroes only mode? Um, or is it like a?
4: It's like a I, map. I I suck at it, so I haven't tried to dive into playing heroes in a, a regular map yet. Okay. But uh, as far as like go playing as uh starships go you kind of find little uh power-ups all around the map so you like run over a blue icon and then you hold down your triggers and you're in an x-wing instead of being a ground troop so i assume that heroes work the same way
0: okay yeah because that's my one concern it's like i don't want to buy this game and then because i suck at it never get to enjoy like the full extent of the game like i'm never the emperor because i blow
4: uh you're not gonna <laughs> suck forever or everybody sucks it's one or the other okay because uh, you know i'm finding myself
1: catching up a little bit.
0: Like I thought I was going to suck for him and Destiny, but I was proven wrong yeah. by Destiny. I
1: oh, still have fair. fun with Destiny, but I suck at it. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. no, that was, that's a dark time.
4: I don't know that Battlefront has a, like a ladder mode or anything, so I think everybody is just randomly lumped together. Oh, oh. now. I'm hoping at some point they, they're like, hey, you suck. Here, go play with a bunch of other people who Go also play the kids' suck. table. Yeah. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's put all the, the suckies over mode. together
1: here yes. in the corner. <laughs> put them on Endor.
4: <laughs> Endor's fun. The I mean it's a beautiful game. You're always gonna have fun because it looks gorgeous. It looks like Star Wars. It and
0: here
3: it sounds like Star Wars too. It does. Yep. Sound design is great. Perfect. Cool. Oh well, I guess I'll switch it from uh, video games and movies to television. Uh, what I watched with this, uh, we, what I watched actually was two shows: Man in the High Castle and Jessica Jones. That's uh, my new thing. Which one's better? Um. You might be in shocker. I actually like *Man in the High Castle* a little bit better than uh, *Jessica Jones*. I think it's more just to do with my taste. I like dystopian sci-fi, so okay. um, yeah, it would, yeah. It's not saying it's not any, knocking anything on Jessica Jones because Jessica Jones is freaking amazing. It's on par with *Daredevil*, and I highly recommend it. But yeah, *Man in the High Castle*, I just got into it just a tad bit more. I think just because I of the I've heard it's Blood the best face. show on TV right now. Uh, I think it's debatable just because you have so many freaking amazing true, shows yeah. on right now. Um, because because Fargo is actually my personal favorite show oh, on right yes, now. Oh
1: really yes, Fargo. Uh. Oh, amazing. I might watch it at some point.
3: But uh, what I like about Man in the High Castle is, is that it really um, paints a very three-dimensional portrait of their Nazi and uh, Japanese characters in it, that you kind of see them as human beings and not just as, like, uh, monster caricatures or anything else like that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, they're, they're still, like, awful... They still do awful, horrible things throughout the show and stuff, but my two favorite characters are, um, like, one guy's on the Japanese side and the other guy's on the uh, Nazi side, as opposed to the... Um, I guess you would call them like your introductory characters or your, prior, or your protagonists and that type of thing on the show. Them protags. <laughs> yeah, them protags. Pro tags. They're, they're mighty boring because <laughs> everybody has to, has to like, anybody, everybody has to connect to them. The plot just happens to them and shit. Okay. All
2: right. Uh, I just got back from Hawaii. And so on the plane, on the way home, I watched Jurassic World and Terminator Genesis because that's what I like to do on planes watch things that suck.
6: I'm so um, <laughs> sorry. That,
2: can we cuss? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, awesome. Fuck yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, okay, so my favorite part of Jurassic World, sorry, spoilers, everybody, but now everybody's seen it That's anyway.
4: That's what the show's all about. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, at, the, at the end of the movie. All right. So, okay, okay, hold up. So the, the T-Rex chases her, presumably because it's going to eat her, and then it fights that Indominus bullshit, and then <laughs> Dom- presu- presu- <laughs> Dom- presumably, bullshit. presumably because it wants to eat it. And then the no, it's to
0: beat it. It's a it's a boxer now. But
2: yeah, right. Okay, okay. And then the Indominus gets eaten by the fish out of nowhere.
0: By the MacGuffin fish.
2: Yes. And then and then the T Rex, who's I guess still hungry probably because he didn't eat anything, looks over at the the raptor and is just like, "Good gives, job, buddy. Yeah, We're a, friends now. Gives, we saved the humans." And he doesn't eat the humans or the raptor. And then he just goes off into the sunset. And then the raptor's like, "Yeah, guys, we did it." Go
1: team. We're starving. They're fucking
0: dinosaurs.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry you didn't like the movie because you don't understand how dinosaur society works.
0: But also, Yeah,
3: that's realistic. Did you I not was, realize Chris
0: Pratt was the alpha? Can
3: we also just switch their scientific names with what you guys were just calling them, which is McGuffin Fish? Basically.
2: But, like, oh my God, they're fucking dinosaurs. I was like, my husband was sitting next to me just watching me because he'd already seen it, and I was doubled over with laughter as soon as the T Rex just looked at the the raptor like yeah. I was you like oh my god
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I really was the thumbs up but just out of the screen.
3: <laughs> they actually went to In and Out afterward. <sighs> you just didn't see it. it like, hey, wait a second. Wait a second. Chris Pratt is the alpha. I didn't know because it's not like they said that every five fucking minutes in the. Looking at him,
6: kid. In a world
3: where Chris
1: Pratt is the alpha,
3: he's the alpha. You know, Jurassic World alpha. He's alpha. <laughs> I swear to God, that would not surprise me if that's the next one's title. <laughs> it's a trilogy. No, yeah. Alpha, Alpha, Alpha 2, and <laughs> Jurassic Jurassic Alpha. <laughs> Jurassic Alpha,
0: where the Alpha is the Alpha. Of Alpha <laughs> Land. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you for the Power Rangers reference. <laughs> uh,
5: over to me. I uh, The last movie I watched was Bad Taste. Have any of you guys seen that? Oh, oh, Peter yeah. Jackson. Yep. Yeah. I have
0: not seen that since high school.
5: Yeah, you know, this this was the first movie he made. You read up about it. Like it's, he took four years to do it. Mm -hmm. He didn't take it. Just, you know, he filmed it on weekends with his friends. Like one friend got married, so they had to write him out, but then got divorced. So they wrote him back in. (laughs) Like it's something that like watching it, it's kind of, kind of shapeless a little bit, kind of sloppy, but it's the thing where it's such like a labor of hard work and love. And even when he has, like, no money at all, he really pushes it, like, in terms of the gore and the chaos. And he did get, uh, like, some kind of grant or something from the New Zealand Film Commission, so you can definitely see that at the end when he gets, like, the full, like, alien makeup and effects. <laughs> but it's the thing where even even when he's just starting out, like, with no money, pure passion he turns out something that's like a hundred times better than those Hobbit movies. <laughs> did you guys see that uh, behind-the-scenes feature? Oh, yeah. On, did you guys see it? It's it, made it, the rounds. It, I haven't seen it. It made the rounds. It's on YouTube. But yeah. the Hobbit movies just destroyed him because he had like no time at all to prep and just had to just kind of go in without having major scenes storyboarded or anything. And It shows.
3: Yeah. But you and, also have to give him props that it's also semi-coherent stuff. Like, it takes talent to be able to make a movie well, he's that's still t- shitty, but is actually... Yeah. He's definitely a good director. He, <laughs> yeah. He's a good director
0: made a few shitty films. Lovely Bones, Lovely Bones, Lovely Bones. Uh, <laughs> well, I feel like watching agreed, Bad agreed, Taste agreed.
5: restored <laughs> my faith in him a little bit. Because when you watch that behind-the-scenes feature, it really just shows a guy who's been kind of chewed up by the Hollywood system. And he's just, like, spent. But you go back and watch Bad Taste, and, like, here's a young, hungry filmmaker who, even against impossible odds, is going to make something that's watchable. All right,
0: we ready to go on uh, Mad Max now? This isn't about Peter Jackson. Are we <laughs> all? <laughs> are we no, ready to this get is furious? About the dir- this
3: is about the director of Babe Two. Right, yeah. Are we? Are we
0: gonna get to uh, Mad Max, Fast and Furious? Um, <laughs> I would totally watch that crossover. By the way, Mad Max, mm. uh, Fast and Furious with Road. I'm pretty Vin sure Diesel, all the. It's Fury. like Vin Vin an yeah. Army of Darkness situation
5: where. You know, Vin and CGI Paul Walker and everybody. <laughs> no, wake no, no, up. no, no. Now
3: that's a crossover I would see. Fury, <laughs> Mad Max, and Army of Darkness. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I really
0: watch any crossover at this point. Um, but we're gonna move into today's Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, it cost 150 million, which I'm still surprised they gave George Miller 150 million yeah. to make this movie.
3: I'm in shock that it cost that like not that much, but it only cost 150 million. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, there. There's a lot about that. It's like, really? Apparently,
3: fire is uh, cheap.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It only made 153 statewide, which was considered a little bit of an upset, but it did make another 220 overseas, which brought it up to 374. Which means we'll probably get another one of these. And Which, I bet it's going to sell yeah, a lot of Blu-rays. Blu-rays. It's sell all the Blu-rays. We're all I was gonna nerds for it. I was gonna right. say. I bought it on Blu-ray.
3: I was gonna say. I think this is one of those films because it's kind of like a Batman Begins Dark Knight scenario. Because I think, I don't know if sure not sure if a lot of people remember, but Batman Begins made a certain amount of money, but it didn't make a ton of money. It was um, no Dark Knight. That's what yeah, exactly. Know. That was the thing. And then like it came out on Blu-ray and DVD, and then everybody started like watching it and was like, oh my god, this is a incredible film. And then Dark Knight came out, and it blew. <sighs> every, yeah. it like history yep. was made. and that's what I think if they do a sequel with this, you will see something similar to that because by then everybody would have seen Fury Road and realized what they are what they're going to see when they walk into the theater. If it's good, <clears throat> it'd have to be a good film.
2: I saw it twice in the theater, and the day it came out on Blu-ray, I ran to Target, and I was like, I don't care how much it costs. Here's my money. Give me the thing. Awesome.
3: I saw it. Um, I actually saw it at a test screening eight months before it came out. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Ooh. yeah.
2: Fancy. Mr. Fancy. throwing around the hipster
0: insults earlier? Now we've been yeah. trying first. Yeah. And uh, look I, t- <laughs> I saw it, for it for before though. it was cool. Um,
3: <laughs> and yeah, and I just remember, like, just sitting in the theater and everybody being like, what the fuck are we watching so is it your fault they ADR Tom Hardy this time?
4: <laughs> no, I mean here was
3: Here's the deal actually is that nothing changed from what I saw like in the theater like in, the, in that eight months there was oh, pretty much cool. nothing. I think the only yeah. thing that changed was they may have added one or two extra like kind of quote unquote flashback sequences with that little um, Aborigines little girl, yeah. kid like yeah. Aboriginal kid and everything, but other than that, um, the movie pretty much stayed the same. There that's no cool. differences in it. That mm-hmm. is cool.
0: Uh, I'm gonna read a review really quick. Um, this comes from. How do you pronounce that? What do you think?
1: Barcat 52? Bearcat 52? Bearcat 52? Yeah, or BR-Cot.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go with BR-Cot 52. Um, They were not a big fan. Uh, Is that the
4: title of the review? No, it has no title.
0: Sorry. Uh, I'm not sure what movie all these critics saw, but it most definitely wasn't the movie I endured. I found it to be boring, predictable, and horribly acted. I would have left if not for the fact I was at a dine-in theater and had to wait on my food. One of the worst movies I've ever seen in a movie theater. Zero out of ten.
2: Wow. What's it like being such a shitty person?
4: That? <laughs> yeah. That's a he must enjoy nothing in wow
3: <laughs> nothing <laughs> I say, nothing. I was about to say <laughs> what is his definition of exciting, and if yeah. he replies back "age of extinction," I definitely <laughs> want him. Okay, if you're
2: away. somebody who doesn't enjoy explosions, then I get why you wouldn't like this movie. But why would you see this movie? Because it was very clear right. that it had explosions in it. Do you yes.
3: like explosions? This is the movie. Do you like good movies? Yeah. <laughs> then this is a movie
0: for but you. If
2: you're one of those people who's like, oh violence, oh well, then don't see it.
0: It's not even that violent. I
4: mean, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's pretty pretty uh, I, it, you know what? It just tickled all of my like uh, young boy jeans inside. You know, it it tickled your young boy. It tickled jeans. my <laughs> young boy's jeans exactly. They <laughs> people. No, it, for it's that. like uh, <laughs> it's not uh, choices violent, of words. But there's there's flames, there's cars, there's you know explosions, tickling. There's scantily clad women, tickling my
3: young boy jeans. <laughs> okay, all back. right. Man. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, so we're going to move into the breakdown for today, and Emily gets to do it. All right. Uh, you have 30 seconds to break down the entire film. You ready for it? I'm ready. Wait, let me focus. There we go. Are you focused, John? I'm, I'm focused. Okay, here you go. We're good.
2: go. So Max gets kidnapped by a group of crazy people while they're chasing down some very badass ladies who are trying to escape a rapey lifestyle. He escapes, he joins them, they drive across the desert, they pick up some old ladies, they drive back across the desert, they kill the bad guy, they save the day, they blow shit up, and feminism happens.
0: In 15 seconds. Well done. Yeah. Nice. You left she, out the explosions. Uh, <laughs> did she, did I said they blew shit up. You did. Yeah. There were more uh, than uh, that though. I think you're about tied on your record, with your Frankenstein, right? With my Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah Just, <laughs> up, just about tied. Uh, so yeah, I have really have no insults for that because it was just too damn fast. Yeah. But, but if you really, it was one of those things. If you weren't able to do it, it's like, what the fuck were you watching then? Like, how much are you reading into this movie? It's not
2: a complicated plot. Yeah, it's
0: really not. <laughs> it's, it's there and back again.
2: Yeah. Well, the Mad the street, Max story. I mean, like. <laughs>
3: George Miller is very big on like making everything simple in his like well not and I'm not gonna, and I don't mean like simple like dumbed down and everything but making everything simple in terms of what you're seeing in the movie And Are you calling this
1: movie dumb? <laughs> no, I actually think you're thinking thinking better see... than me. <laughs> I seeing actually... things before we do. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I saw Pacific Rim also before everyone. <laughs> Congratulations. Good for you man. This guy
3: needs
5: to be on like way before the hype. <laughs> <laughs> wrong podcast
3: bro but no I actually think that I actually think that this is actually one of the smarter action movies that has come out in years Um, just because of like so the way he uses some of the imagery in it and also what like the themes that he's trying to express in it because I think one of the things that's kind of amazing about this picture is how much story and characterization he's able to express in this without dialogue and just like with a look or a glance or a camera shot or something along those lines It's very artistic. Yeah. It is. It's
0: It's very tough to make a movie, I honestly think, for everyone, and I think George Miller kind of knocked out of the park with this which he did not do with his original two.
2: I think one of the general rules is like the more complicated your world building, really the more simple your story should be, so that we don't have so much to have to figure out while we're watching the movie. And this world was very complicated. There were all kinds of rules. There was all kinds of subtle stuff that you never really had explained, but was clearly... Like, it, it was the world that they were living in, little things here and there that you could yep. tell just made it feel more real. And as a result, because the world was so complex, the story was just very, very, very simple. Yeah. Well,
0: N- did anybody here see this movie without seeing the original three? I actually did,
4: yeah. I still have not seen... I mean, as a kid, I kind of did, but uh, I haven't seen Thunderdome or uh, the second one.
1: I only so you only it. see the first one? Yeah. I've only seen the first one, yeah. As well. So
0: did... <laughs> The world building still makes sense to you? Like it did? I yeah, know. absolutely. Cuz it's not funny lost. How, like I feel like the movie really stands on its own while mm. still being a very good sequel. Well, George Miller death.
3: George Miller does, I mean like if you read interviews with him and stuff, um he's like fuck continuity between pictures. He's mm. he doesn't believe right. he's not like, you know, believing what like Marvel or DC or anybody else is trying to do where it's like, oh yeah, I want to build like Fran He's just like the film is the film is the film. I am not like trying to carry on. Like, he's not Marvel yeah exactly yeah. Right, like, yeah. he's just he's like this is the film that I'm making and like it's beginning middle and end. anybody can walk in on this and understand what's going on I
5: really had a problem with that when Happy Feet 2 like totally just <laughs> yeah. it felt like it was coming out of nowhere from where Happy Feet <laughs> left
3: off can I just say that I would have loved it if somebody just made a commercial for this picture that just went for the director of I Happy know. Feet and Happy <laughs> Feet 2 and babe comes Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> So I don't know. Did
4: I? Do you feel like I missed any like fun Easter eggs not having seen Road Warrior? I,
0: I don't think they really threw anything. Other than yeah. the car, they there don't was right. The, there a the of, there the are the jacket, a couple of there are a couple of Easter yeah.
3: eggs from um, Road Warrior that are in the picture. Um, you don't need to see the pit. Like you don't need to see Road Warrior and able to like further enjoy like for further enjoyment. In my opinion, yeah. but um, there's a music box that he finds that is a kind of that is something that happens in like with that in Road Warrior. Uh, there's a gag that he has in Road Warrior where like he tries to – spoil. by the way, spoilers uh, – for when he tries to blow off uh, Nux's hand with a shotgun and it blows out. That happens to him in Road Warrior also. Oh, that's right. That's mm. right, yeah. Um, and then there was one – there's another thing I'm sh- like, that I just blanked out on and stuff that I'm pretty sure is going to come – thats that I'm pretty sure I'll think of and everything at some point but, but it's like it's well I mean the place. loss of his yes.
2: wife and kid were alluded to right but, but that happens in the first
3: one so I, I knew that so if you've that. seen the first one I think yeah. you but
0: I really think if you haven't seen the first one I think you'd be fine in this yeah I agree yeah. it doesn't really feel like like why is he sad you definitely yeah. don't uh, need to see is, you yeah.
2: don't need to see Thunderdome at all.
0: No right. never
2: that movie Neither. doesn't exist
3: <laughs> except the Thunderdome <laughs> scene that's <The> it thunders, <laughs> the, I mean, all, yeah. except
0: the only one
3: I remember that for sure. You, know, you like it's...
0: the bungee jump fight? <laughs> Boing. Boing.
3: I actually here's the deal with Thunderdome, I actually think the first half of the picture is pretty good, and then when he gets to meets up with the children, and like I like some of the things they could have done with Thunderdome, but they didn't do it with that with Thunderdome.
0: Thunderdome, yeah. who's not here today, is uh Chewy's favorite out of all of these. well not not kind of this one, but out of the original mm-hmm. three.
3: She loves Thunderdome. She loves the Tina
0: Turner. She so. really yeah. does love Tina Turner, which runs is I think where it comes from. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, let's move into some of the the performances in this thing. Uh, I'd like to talk first with Nicholas Holt, who uh, I never watched a trailer for this thing, so I did not know he was even in it, because I was very determined not to have anything ruined for me throughout Mm. the entire film. Um, And I feel like this is one of those roles that he did on purpose to try to break away from, I'm the gorgeous boy. Mm -hmm. Like, look at how pretty my eyes are. And I think he knocked it out of the park. Like, I really, really like him in this
3: movie. His eyes are hypnotizing in it. I don't know what you're talking about. His eyes are always hypnotized. He's he's beautiful (laughs) in the picture. Yeah. (laughs) Tumors or no?
5: I like that you named his tumors. Uh,
3: Larry and Barry.
5: I I didn't really speak up, but I'm probably the smallest fan of this movie at this table. Uh, Emily. Emily's, if Emily is very enthusiastic about it, I'm more subdued.
2: Are you threatening to fight me right really? <laughs> No, I'm just like... He's, he's waving his sword around. It's really threatening. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind she of... Sure. I you just challenging me to
5: a fight. I'm bowing my head in deference, basically, <laughs> so that you understand that I... Bow to your fandom. Like you're allowed to not like it. I'm,
2: I'm kidding. I'm not, not going to fight you.
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. You are not allowed <laughs> to. I, I encourage you to not like it. I, you I'm don't like, have put to the, apologize. Put the knife down. We're the more disagreeing the better. Put the knife down. Put it down.
5: <laughs> like, I can actually say that I, when I saw this in theaters, I actually nodded off a little bit.
4: How did you fall asleep during this movie? I didn't fall asleep. There was asleep. an explosion every 30
5: seconds. <laughs> How the fuck could you bit. fall asleep? Well, when there's an explosion every 30 seconds, that becomes the new normal. And it's like, all right, I'm used to an explosion every 30 seconds. And it becomes less special at that point. For me, this movie is. You have Mad Max, who's a strong, silent type. You have. Uh. Uh, 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 Furiosa, Imperator a Furiosa, who's type. a strong silent type, so hot. and when you have two strong silent types bounce off against each other, you don't really you get a babies. lot of sparks there.
4: Yeah, this movie was totally had no sparks in it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I think there was a character actually named Sparks in it. <laughs> I could definitely see the complaint, the major complaints about this movie being in its characters uh, between Furiosa and Mad Max, and they are very. They're deep, which means they're very silent and don't say much, and you have to uh, look for the meaning in their characters. Uh, but I, I don't understand how anyone found this movie boring, because the first time I saw it, I just had a great time on the ride from the opening car noise, you know? When they first hit the road.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, I can see that. I definitely understand the complaint of nonstop explosions is the norm. Like, And that's where it kind of gets. It's kind of like people who. Uh, I violently disagree with them, but the people who dislike The Raid, because The Raid is just wall to wall action. I, if
2: you dislike The Raid, I don't, what, what, are you <laughs> insane?
0: I agree with you. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. That one and the sequel, they're fucking oh, amazing. God, oh, I saw that at so the New amazing. Beverly yeah. at a
2: midnight screening. Yeah. That was the greatest experience yeah, so like, ever. Which amazing. one, the sequel or the
3: first one?
0: The first one. Yeah. They're great movies, but people who don't like it say, well, it's just non-stop fighting. And, right. And I, I get that. Like, it's story through fighting. If you don't like it, then that's for, I get it. And this is kind of the same thing. It's like, well, I, okay, so they're driving and exploding the whole time.
3: Well, I hate movies with nonstop talking. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah No, you're totally. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. like, even in the action, I mean, the story's being told. I mean, okay, let's talk about this part—the opening action sequence where uh, Max, like, bre- not the opening action, but the sequence
2: where he breaks movie- away from the. Okay, war this movie's boys. pretty much
3: just one giant action sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Those that is the opening is. action sequence. Um, could you be more okay, yeah, The yeah, opening yeah. action sequence. <laughs> um, but when he when he um, frees himself for the war boys and he's chasing around and stuff, and at one point you see him uh, running like in this literal garden of Eden in the middle of this place and everything that says all you need to know about like the hierarchy of this place that yeah, they could supply food to everyone and they could make sure that everyone is placed. And we kind of rebuild civilization, but they're not going to, they right. want to take your blood and they want to like, you know, fuck you over. And they want to like, you know, basically hog everything for themselves. They give you water and and once a month. Thing. And like I said, yeah. And it's like, you know, all you have and you have, and you find That's all that so you don't out become and become those, addicted to it in those couple <laughs> of shots
5: what what you just said about like hate movies with nonstop talking? like I would rather watch Before
3: Sunrise uh, <laughs> than Mad Max you are right. one of those and that's yeah.
0: why
4: you know that's why different movies do different yeah. things but... I, I actually love Before fun. Sunrise for the record I, I got I one of
2: my that, friends though. to explain to me why she likes Before Sunrise and like I she explained it and it made sense I still don't remember what she said <laughs> I think I glazed Was she talking over. for like an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> Did you
1: guys have to like walk around and check out different <laughs> sides and talk about it
3: No while they were talking about it everything went black and white and they were smoking cigarettes and <laughs> random words started appearing in front of them I like, mean big. I respect I like expect
2: that there are people who like that kind of movie. But yeah, this Mad Max, I guess, is not your movie if you really like to hear people just talk about their lives. If, if you like things that explode, then yay, you should love
3: this. Exactly. Yeah, Max is wounded. He's not going to talk to you. Okay? He's a wounded
2: teddy bear. <clears throat> Nux talks. I oh, know, I just love yeah, this. Yeah,
5: that's why he's like my favorite character because he has this redemption arc where he starts off like lunatically devoted to Immortan Joe's cause and then he makes a giant fuck-up of himself. And then he... It was mediocre. Mediocre! mediocre. <laughs> Very mediocre. mediocre. <laughs> uh, you know, he develops that crush on the redhead wife. Mm-hmm. And then he... Doesn't he sacrifice himself? He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I mean, that's like... He said like... he wanted
2: to die historic on the Fury Road, but at the time he wanted to die for glory. He wanted to die so he could go get a reward and go to Valhalla and be glorious and wonderful. But when he does die it's for someone else it's not glory well I mean it's still heroic but it's not so he can be the hero it's because he wants to save someone else and that is his redemption and it's beautiful and it's also I think a real testament to we're in a society currently where no one is allowed to change their minds I take a stand and then I stick to it and I don't care I'm if I'm wrong I'm gonna stay stay there but Nux is somebody who was like you know what this is dumb, I like these people, and he does a complete 180 and doesn't ever go back. It's great.
0: Which is why I was saying earlier, I think he does the best, uh, I'll say it. I think he does the best job in the movie. I love Shirley Stern. I think Tom Hardy is great, I think Nicholas Hulse does the best performance in the entire thing, because he does both ends of the spectrum so well, yeah. of complete like nutbag, religious, like crazy guy, all the way through, like, I've seen the error of my ways, I need to help these people. Yeah. Yep. And he does it all fantastic, and you buy it every step of the way.
2: The look on his face when, when uh, he's laying at the back and, and the redhead, I wish I knew her name, uh, lays down next to him and touches him. I was thinking, I was watching it last night, and I was just thinking, like, that's the first time anyone has ever touched him softly. That's the only time there's ever been softness in his life. And you could see in his face, he's just completely blown away by it. And that's really the moment when it all changes, is the idea that you don't have to be hard all the time. You don't have to be a war boy. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'd rather be a Max. I'd rather be a Furiosa. Yeah. So like that yeah, metal arm. Furiosa. that metal arm is awesome. You'd rather rock that Tansky? Yeah. Well, should I, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go right? I was about to say, I guess, like, should we, uh, do you want to talk about Max or Furiosa? Like, um... well,
0: I, I think we should talk about Max first, because I honestly think this might be called Mad Max. It's Furiosa's movie. Yeah. Um, I think Tom Hardy did a great job stepping into Mel Gibson's shoes. I think he did a good job making the character his own while still kind of paying respects to what it used to be. Like, it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was a completely new character, which is tough to do when he's still trying to make it his own character. And that's why I like Tom Hardy. I don't think he's the greatest actor working today, but I think he's one of the one of the very good ones. And I think he did a great job with this movie because it really felt like a movie that he could have phoned in. Because really, like one of my lines, I have like ten lines in the whole movie. Mm. All right, fuck it, I'll cash this check. And it didn't feel like he was ever trying to cash a check. It felt like he was in this thing like hook, line, and sinker the whole way through.
3: I think what's interesting about because I know like you you just mentioned it's Furiosa's movie. This is going to sound a little weird and stuff, but um, between like I do agree with you, Furiosa is definitely more the main character than Max, but I think a lot of people seem to forget that without Max there, they would not have been able to succeed in that picture. Like a lot of the time, because I know everybody was saying, "Oh, Furiosa was the one who was saving everybody." Casio's like, "Well,
0: and without Furiosa, he would have died as a blood bag." Yeah, Yeah, but the thing
3: is, is that without him, the third act of the picture would not have happened. I think a lot of people forget that he's the one that comes up with the plan. Mm-hmm. And he spends back.
0: most of the third act dangling off the side of a truck while Furious is holding on to
2: well, him. but I think it's a partnership it's a part- sure. yeah exactly.
3: and that's like stuff. I'm not saying yeah I'm not saying that like it's that you know Furious is like to do like anything like that but I think people need to remember yeah. that like without Max half the stuff also because I mean we also remember when the bullet farm guy comes after them Max is the one that takes care of that guy yeah. that's true
2: and I think that's that's part of the point is that these two, and that's one of the reasons they are both stoic. These two people get each other. They come from the same sort of mental mental place. They're both warriors. And and when when he when it, it, there's a moment when when she basically shows him the code to uh, unlock the truck, and she says, you know, when I yell fool, you run. And then she shows him the code. That is her moment of going look. I'm going to trust you. Right. And then a few seconds later, when she climbs back in the truck, he hands her the gun. And that's him going, okay, I trust you too. And that's all you need. You don't need That's all you need. (laughs) I'm flinging cords around. Uh, You don't need uh, a long explanation of them going, you know what? I choose to trust you. It's just those simple moments where that's the moment where they're like, okay, we're in this together. And from that moment on, they trust each other. It's beautiful.
3: Well, they also have that great moment later on in the picture where um – where they're by the tree. And by the way, I love the fact that Nux cannot recognize a tree. I think that is such (laughs) a great character moment. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but that scene where, um, you see Max and he's trying to fire the shots off and she starts just going five, four. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, like without even like giving her like a hard time about it, he just hands the rifle to her and he like, and he tells her like, put it on my shoulder and stuff. And then, She's able to make the shot, but then, like, they realize they're still coming after them, and then she just gives them a look to Max, and it's almost like they're saying silently to each other, you were better at the sharpshooting, I'm better at, like, going out there and stopping them right now, so let me do this stuff. I'm
2: better at fucking bitches up. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'm better at
3: fucking them up. I mean, like, and that's what I think... It's not lo- his blood. And like I said, that's what I think, I think a lot of people seem to forget, is, is that this movie is not necessarily is better than Max or Max is better than Furiosa. They are a partnership because also remember Furiosa, I'm not saying that they're
0: better I'm saying that it's her
3: story. But also and also the other thing is, is that Furiosa would not have survived at the end if it wasn't for Max yeah. too because he's the one that's able to save mm-hmm. her and everything. And, and
2: then I saw that in an essay somewhere where someone was writing about how like the women in this film you know are symbolic of giving life and giving hope back to the world and all that but in that instance Max's blood is what gives life. Men can give life too. That mm-hmm. there's a there's, it goes both ways. It's
4: beautiful. I, the, I I'd say the one thing that makes it Max's story is that – I mean, it, it, you could argue that it's Nux's story because he has so hmm. much character yeah. development. You could argue it's, it's pretty much all yeah, it's a lot of sure. yeah. But it's, it's a Max's story because his uh, situation drastically changes. Like, she makes a decision, and she steals the five wives and drives out with them. So she performs the inciting incident, and then that opens up Max's opportunity to change his situation. So in that way, it's like he – goes from being the prisoner of the blood bag, you know, the the downtrodden to basically forging his own escape on the road.
5: I think to go off your point uh, with it's more Furiosa story, Max Rokitansky is a character who he's almost like the Crypt Keeper a little bit. Like in that he allows this futuristic anthology series to go on. Mm -hmm. Like every movie, it isn't like... You Know Max and his band of rebels, it's just Max dropping into a new situation and you know trying to help people, right? Whether it's you know the wives or it's a bunch of annoying muppets.
3: <laughs> I will, I will match you to Crypt Keeper and I will raise you. Actually, he is in my mind actually more of the man with no name. Mm. Um, in that if you guys uh, haven't, um, not never heard of him. But has anybody here seen um, (laughs) Reggie? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Stray dog. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Has anybody ever seen For a Few Dollars More? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) That that movie was actually the one that I kept comparing Max's character to, where Clint Eastwood is Max in it and Furiosa is Lee Van Cleef in that picture. Hmm. Yeah. Because when you think about it, and For a Few Dollars More, like the man with no name is not the main character, and he's not like it's actually Lee Van Cleef's character and stuff, because he's the one that's going after the band of the bandits to get revenge for his sister and everything, and he's the one that kind of has the overall arc in the in the film, and everything. And I tell people I was like, that's actually what I kept comparing the picture, like the relationship between Furiosa and Max, to in my mind when I was watching it, it was it's kind of like Lee Van Cleef and Clint Eastwood in that picture and everything, where you need um Clint Eastwood in the picture, in order for it to happen and stuff. But really, like at the end of the day, it's kind of Lee Van Cleef's story. Well, he's the do. balancing
1: force, as, as yeah. in the end yeah. of the showdown, where he's like, "Okay, we're going to do this fair. I'm going to make it fair." And then, yeah, and that's what Matt, and that's fight. what Max
3: kind of does at the end of the picture, of uh, the end of the picture and stuff. And also, I also read another really interesting essay. You guys in your reading, jeez, <laughs> this is a movie podcast. You it Fine, it was pictures. It had like it, 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 yeah, was a, it was a picture book and everything. <laughs> where, um, whoa. Somebody pointed out that in the Mad Max films, you could argue that Max is kind of the angel of the apocalypse in a way, where basically mm-hmm. what he does is, is that he goes into a town or he goes into a situation, he brings back civilization to these people, and then he leaves mm-hmm. them and everything to go find the next town and everything. And that there's kind of a, le- it's kind of like the legend of Max is being developed yeah. as like this guy who brings the world back from the brink.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's jimbo. He's the yeah, stray he's, dog. Yeah, he's the yeah. stray
3: dog. He's the samurai. He's the samurai. He's the guy. Who, and it also kind of seems like at the end of it, when they have that awesome exchange, like that look of exchanges between Furiosa and Max, that Max is kind of going, you know, you have your paradise now. I have to go off and find and like yeah. find the next thing because this isn't for me. Like I have to go off and fight because that's what seems to be happening in every single one of them, even in the ship show that's beyond Thunderdome is that he goes over there and he brings back hope or he brings something with him that makes everybody like a better person. Yeah. I hope George Miller doesn't really
4: uh, fuck up uh, his audience by – because obviously if he follows suit, the next movie isn't going to be about uh, Furiosa yeah. or Emerton Joe. It's going to be about Max with a whole new situation. And it's risky because people did uh, cling to Charlize Theron so much in this
3: film. And I think – yeah, and I, I may be unpopular with this, but I agree with what Ryan just said. I don't think they should do a Furiosa film. No, I'm sorry I'm sorry to everybody who's like, they're just to do a Furiosa film because she was amazing, but I'm kind of like yeah. – her story ended and to kind of do another movie with her I feel like would be a disservice to kind of what her character fought for in this picture and went after.
2: I don't know a whole lot of people who would disagree with that actually. I think I think that's I will. Oh,
3: alright. I'll say
0: it right now. I mean, why not? I'm all for watching movies. <clears throat> I'll see pretty much any movie, and if it's about a character I like, I'll fucking see it. Why not? If they can actually come up with a good story about Furiosa, it's not doing disservice. Well, no, I'm movie.
3: not going to argue about that. If the movie's yeah. good, yeah. it's yeah. good. I will not yeah. say yeah. But I will I'm not, not saying
0: that's any reason not but to. But don't do, 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 it. do it just because people. Yeah, are don't lady. do it for like fan service. That's do it because yeah, if you and have that's... an actual story to tell for. Don't do it for, it, for Brian. Definitely yeah. don't do it for Brian. Yeah, I will see the shit out of it. She was awesome in that movie. They can come up with a good movie for her to be in. Fuck it. But that's the
3: tricky part. That's what I mean by it's like I think it would be harder for George Miller to come up with another new story for Furiosa. Yeah. Than it would for Max. I just think Max is more pliant, like um, flexible in terms of yeah. the stories that he could be able to tell with him in future sequels than it would be for Furiosa. I, I mean, with does that. Yeah. Yeah. that does that make sense? Like a story, yeah, yeah, like from yeah, yeah. a storytelling yeah. perspective.
5: I mean, with he's been working with Max for like forty years at this point, so I'm sure he's got notebooks full of possibilities of like oh, he, he has can flat put out Max said, in. He's got yeah, like this kind yeah. of story, that kind of story. Like the only thing that needs to be consistent between. Fury Road and, you know, Badass Drive or whatever the next one's called. <laughs> I really hope that's what it's called. I think I think just Mad 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 with people he, should just call, Drive.
3: he he should just call the movie Mad Max out of the fall.
5: Yeah. Just just Before Fury. It's like a walkie talkie. Yeah, just drop him in wherever. Like I think if he gets to make, you know, one or two more of these, like it's gonna be cool if the movies are really different. You know, right. maybe Instead of maybe like maybe more talking, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe Max can meet a girl on a train yeah, and they just, just walk out, just talk about Paris. their feelings. Uh, or
3: it's just like, oh, you, you don't understand. Boxers, presents. He just gives thumbs up. <laughs> uh, from no, Sylvester Stallone is cast <laughs> in the picture and oh, Well, God. he could
5: maybe they could take a page from Sylvester Stallone's Judge Dread and give him like a Rob Schneider-esque wacky sidekick.
0: I would. I'd be totally fine with that. I'll watch the shit out of it. Especially, if it is Rob Schneider. I'm totally down. You can do it.
4: You really loved Mad uh, Mad Max, Brian. You're in for anything he does with the absolutely. Sequel, Why like not? That.
3: I trust George Miller. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, he's, he's earned it. To describe it. He yeah. deserves it. He can do whatever the fuck he feels like at this point yeah, in time. I'll watch it. They Mad Max money. is in a tutu at the beginning of the picture. I want to know how he did that. Even though they don't explain it. I'm still yeah. watching it. Uh, what to move on to? Should we try? Actually, should we talk about George Miller? Like, in some of his direction, uh, direction Yeah,
0: I, I was going to either say him or... um, I can never pronounce the, the bad guy's name. Uh, Immortan Joe.
3: Immortan Joe.
2: Immortan, Immortan <laughs>
3: Joe! <laughs> uh, either, one of them. Let's go with Joe.
0: Let's go Let's with go Joe. Joe. Or, uh, he's
2: gross. He's gross and rapey.
0: Or Toe Cutter, if oh, you Oh, it's so amazing uh, that he's yeah. the same actor. To me. I love really... that they brought back the same actor. Yeah. Because they did that with... Uh, one of the actors from the first one, right? Or the was the, the second and the third or the first and the second.
3: It was uh, what's oh god, I know the guy's John uh, well no no, John Spence was not in the first one. He was in the second one and he showed up in the third the gyro captain as well. Yeah, what yeah. But about. he played a different guy, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like
0: that he uses the same actors. Like I think that's kind of a cool idea. Like it's like I I like this guy, he can do good things, and it kinda brings in what you guys said earlier, where he doesn't like Hold himself down to continuity. It's yeah, like, yeah, no, th- right. This guy's just a different person in this movie.
1: It adds to the myth because if, if if similar faces kind of recur, then it's like this is a mythical story. This is legend. This isn't going to be held to continuity, like you
3: said. Yeah. Well, it's, that's it's fairy tale. That's the badass thing about, fairy tale with explosions. That's the thing about George Miller is that he is huge on like mythology and mm-hmm. established and like you know iconography and that type of thing and stuff. So I mean, you just hit the nail on the head. I mean, like every single yes. character is kind of like this is based off of like a myth a lot or like you know they they have this mythological like persona like around them
5: i think it's cool that he really made Morton joe like slovenly like he's just like he looks like a pig you know yeah. like he's somebody who's and gone a fat <laughs> on his spoils and with a lot of villains that we get they're all really like they're in great shape they have washboard right. abs they're they look like hardcore badasses and this isn't like this isn't casting like Chris Pine or somebody. Right. This is like casting somebody who looks like somebody you don't want to fuck around with.
2: and I, and I think it's it's adds to the these women, these beautiful, physically perfect women, are being kept prisoner by this disgusting, just wart of a man. and and I keep and I imagine when I watch the movie about they've basically been forced to, I mean, he rapes them. They have to lie there with him on top of them regularly, and he's gross and disgusting and and barfy. Uh, And and of course they want to escape. I mean, anybody would want to escape being prisoner anyway, but especially if a guy is gross.
3: Well, they also have. (laughs) Well, they also have that, and then you also have those poor women also who are like on the sidelines, who I'm guessing he force feeds or something like that, and like sucks the milk out of them. Oh, the mothers or something. Yeah, the mothers' milk because they have the milk mothers and everything like that. (laughs) Yeah. And where,
5: they've also been forced to oh, have no, no, babies, I mean, most uh, likely. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you guys stand on Rosie Huntington-Whiteley? Because she's done this movie and Transformers Three.
3: I think she redeemed herself because of this mm. film from Transformers Three, because I think she has a very three-dimensional character in it and stuff. I mean, like she's the pregnant one, and mm. she winds up coming Splendid. out and like yeah, and so tries to save everybody and everything.
2: Yeah. Oh, that moment where she throws open the door and she's just like, "Nope, you're not gonna shoot," and he's all pissed. Oh, oh hero.
3: Yeah. it moment. is a good it's moment. Great. Yeah. Yeah, and like I actually, yeah, and I think she actually does a very good job in the picture with like the role that she was given and everything.
0: I think she might have a a bit of to coin my phrase, Wahlberg syndrome, where mm-hmm. a good director
3: she gets a good performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may, have, you may have a very good point. So, uh,
5: so Mad Max was a cop before yes. the yes, yeah. everything happened. What do you think of Martin Joe was doing with his life?
3: Uh, we well, yeah, well, if you, there's actually a comic book that does explain it a little bit and everything, and he's basically he was a marauder guy who like you know. Traveled the wasteland and everything, and like you know, do just to rape. Uh, I mean, rape before the ride. apocalypse yeah. happened. No, oh no, they didn't. They didn't go to the yeah. details. So about what do yeah. you
5: think? Is he like a corporate criminal? Is he like
0: no. a gangster? He was probably he was still probably raping a ladies. He was. I'm guessing a he was quieter. a farmer in the outback of Australia who raped women on the rake. A he, Wolf Creek. Kind he was guy? a tax accountant.
6: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just everything went really wrong. He was a high school science teacher.
0: <laughs> yeah. He was a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't be surprising mm-hmm. and
3: stuff. I know one of the th- I know one of the things is that in Road Warrior actually the main bad guy and that um, George Miller has said was actually one of the cops that um, Mad Max used to work with. Huh. In his notes and everything, he actually has that written down. Interesting. I mean, the thing like the thing about him is that like it's such a kind of talking more about George
0: Miller with the character than anybody else. It's such like, a dangerous thing in like the like the climate of films now to make a villain whose like major thing is like uh, I, I raped the shit out of women.
2: But we didn't see it which is very that's significant you don't have to show true. it you do not have to no, show
3: the trauma i yes. think that's yes. the key yes. thing that and it, that's that, where that be, does. it's
2: not women in refrigerators because this was all about the women like dealing with what had been done to them and you don't have to show it i you, i read that, so many screenplays where you have these dramatic really graphic rape scenes and you're like you just you don't need it we right. don't need to see
0: it it, it really shows like what i was saying is like it's such a it's such a risky move to make that sort of thing because so many people like it's such a like, i wouldn't do it but the fact that he does it in such a way where he doesn't show it and it still has all the impacts and makes it that much worse—it's like, way the f- like way to go, man! Like that's really tough to do, and he pulls it like pulls it mm-hmm. off flawlessly.
3: Well, one of the things that he did, and uh, fellow filmmakers, you should learn this, um, <laughs> is, is that he actually consulted with one of the main creators of the vagina monologues. Right. Um, oh wow! What, before what? Man, I didn't know that. Man. Man. Yeah, wow. and reading and apparently <laughs> and apparently this uh, woman. Um, Help me out here because it sounds like you know what I'm talking about. So apparently, I know she exactly also, what you're about. she apparently, um, <laughs> she apparently, yeah. What is it? She visits refugee camps or something like that? Or she's like also, like, she doesn't just like write like these plays or anything like that. Or like, she also like, um, travels to refugee camps, like, um, for women, like, for women specifically that have been taken and raped, but and like kidnapped when they were younger, that type of thing. Wow. And she was the person that he consulted, be like, Am I getting this right? Am I like making sure that this is okay? And she was the one who told him, like, do not focus on the rape. You focus on the trauma that it like comes out. That it well, that it, it, smart. Just,
0: it treats a really horrible, horrible thing that a horrible villain does with a level of respect that is not usually shown in this sort of movie. We
2: are not things.
0: Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really because usually like the rape is like, oh god, look at how horrible this rape is. Like last house left and that sort of stuff. And like, look, not, well, look at, the it, look is, at is, yeah,
3: the, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah the watch, watch it. Yeah, watch it. Watch it happen. Watch like, this
2: woman being brutalized. Well, the
3: problem is, is that too many filmmakers. um Make it titillating.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's
3: like it's a titillating scene, almost kind of like. And I hate doing this impression but it's the best way I can describe. It, almost kind of like, you yeah. shouldn't be watching this, but yeah, we're gonna show it no. to you because, <laughs> no. like, because like, and I can't stand that. No, it's awful. Yeah. It
0: is absolutely. Awful. It's an awful. It's insulting and it's disgusting. And George Miller did something way worse. He had five women that were basically baby factories for this guy just to be horrible to, and he conveyed all of it without having to put any of it in our face. But we still felt the yeah. impact of it. Like that is huge, and it's. Awesome, like well, here's, unbelievably well—not awesome, you know what I saying? No, 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 not, but yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. But here's the other the thing that, that he, he also
3: does—that's awesome. also great about it—is is that he does not portray them as victims. He portrays yeah. them just like he portrays Max and Furiosa as survivors, yeah. and everything. Like, um, and the other thing that I love also is is that, you know, when you have a lot of pictures where you have. Um, the director or the filmmakers wanting to make sure that every that, like everybody's clear that the female uh, protagonists are on the same level as a male mm. protagonist in it. You have like the male protagonist say like some quippy or smart ass line about it or something else like that. Max does not do that in this picture and I fucking love that. That he's just like he's like, I'm in it with these people. I don't care where they come from after a certain amount of time. He's like, I gotta go I like we gotta team up and we gotta work together. Yep.
2: Yeah, and all the women deal with the trauma in different ways. They all have yeah. unique personalities and unique re- re- reactions to what happened to them. I just love that, the we are not things being written on the wall. That's all you need to know. And yeah. when when um, when Nux is sitting there uh, getting the blood so. and the yeah. guy runs by him and he's like, what happened? And he says, oh, something was stolen. And then he's like, what? Oh, his breeders, his prize breeders. There is no humanity in that. Right. No. The women are seen as possessions and that's all they are in that society. So it's really easy to understand why these guys just – that's what they think, which is even greater about how Nux comes to see them as human beings, because yep. he's been raised in a society where women aren't humans; they're just items to own. And yet, he has the capacity to see them as people.
3: Well, let me ask you something: Would you also say that Nux is treated as a thing by a absolutely? No? Oh, very yep. true, very yeah, true, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like in a, in a much different way, yeah. and, and you know, like, and Nux probably has a, a lot more freedom than the uh, than the, what do they call them? The wives? Is that? The wives, yeah, yeah. Then the wives do and stuff, but. I feel like that's also a thing. Cause also yeah. Max is treated as a thing. Yeah. Because like, they refer yep, to he's him. A blood bag. He's a blood yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They treat him. They all. They, they call him blood bag for the first half of the picture.
5: Yeah. I think that uh, Rosie him Whiteley was she like? Did she have a name like precious? Splendid. But Splendid. Like, yeah. The first time we see her, she's like crawling out of the back of the truck and like climbing across the axle or whatever and it's like that's something that's insanely dangerous let alone Mm. when you're like humongously pregnant so it establishes right up front that she's fearless you know she's gonna put herself and what was she doing she was like we can't breathe back here Mm. it's like she she needs to help her people even though this Maybe it isn't the most opportune time, exactly, since they're oh. directly a, under attack. As if she the
2: horn, and that was the, the, the code for them to crawl up to the front. But gotcha. later on, she does that. Later on, she's like, we can't breathe down here. You yeah, know, I mean,
5: up. she's someone who... She'll stand up to Max, you know? Mm-hmm. She isn't, like, a delicate flower. Like, these... None of them really feel like they are, mm-hmm. right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the... Um, the, they don't need saving. The stereotype no. would be like, that no, they kind of
3: need saving. <laughs> well, no, they save themselves, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they all need it's each other yeah. in yeah. order they need to help like, more than they need saving. Yeah.
0: They don't need the knight in shining armor. They just need another
3: person to fire. And that's right. what's beautiful. Yeah.
2: He's not the knight in shining armor. Yes. He's just going to be a guy who's going to help them. Nor and, does he want to be the knight in uh, shining armor. <laughs> Flashing forward, when he gets to the old ladies uh, at the green place, the I is. yeah, the vulvovulvovolini, vul, vul, va, va, vi- like yeah. Vagina ladies. Yeah, um, <laughs> we got it. The uh, when they immediately see the men and they're like, "Who are the men?" And all she has to say is, "They're reliable. They helped us get us here." And there's no more question of it. It's just like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, you know,
3: I think the movie presents a very great, like, excellent theme in it, where it's just kind of like, um, you know, it's not about which gender is more powerful than the other. It's about the Mm -hmm. fact that you consider yourselves as equals and you work together. I think that's kind of a big theme in the picture is that working together, you're able to accomplish and be able to get done what you need to get done. Well, for me, it's like the
0: the current climate in film right now is that women need stronger, better roles in film. I'm totally all for that. I agree with it. They've been given the shaft for way too fucking long. The thing that I like about this movie is that it does it without like Jurassic World where it's like, Bryce Dallas Howard is the powerful woman. Uh. Yeah, this one you know, wants, wants a herself. baby because she runs the park, it, and we tell her that it does it. does <laughs> it ten yeah. times better, and it doesn't feel like it needs to call itself like call attention to itself. It's yeah. like, look at us; we have powerful women. It's just like, no, these are the main characters. We have a corporate these lady, and yeah. that's the way it is. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't feel we like win. It, it does a better job paying respect to women by not giving them like the. We're giving them a leg up here, guys. Check right. it out. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're giving them a favor.
3: Well, another movie that does that amazingly well, and if you haven't seen us, check it out, is Edge of Tomorrow. with Absolutely. Yeah. We did it's our bad.
0: episode on that. We talked about that all the time. Like It does a great job of just, she is another character who is as strong and equal to the man, and we're not going to waste any fucking screen time talking about like, I can't believe a woman's that yeah. strong. It's yeah. just it's just the way it Whoa, is. Whoa, there's a
3: woman in that suit?
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: also, you don't have to have just one woman. Yeah. In, in Edge of Tomorrow, there's a, at least one other woman who's a badass and in this movie, there's a whole shitload of them. Yeah. It's yeah. great. There's a variety. It's it, 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 yeah.
5: really healthy. As opposed to just having Charlize Theron be the token right. woman. Yeah, yeah. It's very like, okay, we have these you know older women over here. We have the wives. Um, It's... It gives a much more healthier worldview. Yeah, and well, a lot of people
1: will just kind of congratulate themselves, give themselves a cookie, right when they put the first woman in any yeah. sort of oh, screenplay, my, dude. Because I, cause I, so did, hot I hot
2: mentioned hot. I mentioned the podcast that I do, which is Chicks Who Script. We talk about uh, self promotion, not on purpose, but uh, we talk about we'll uh, we later. talk a lot about yeah. women in film, and um, and I get emails all the time from people who are like, "You should have me on your podcast. I made a movie. It's got a woman in it. I'm awesome."
3: <laughs> you <know>? oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Here's a raisin cookie, you asshole. <laughs> oh no. Well, the I think Lord's I kind. think that uh, I think that a lot of screenwriters get so bogged down with making sure that they have that uh prototype like um, yeah. strong female character that they the actually forget syndrome. to make her a character. Right. No. Well, it yeah. always and, like this
0: one, they they did that with. Mo- There's a couple like two or three of the wives are very basically just there to be there, but the ones that count really fucking count. And like that's the same with like male characters too. There's a lot of male characters who don't really do anything, yeah, but the exactly. ones that count really count. And I think yeah. like. The gender played no real issue in the script whatsoever, which is what makes it better. By not calling attention to it, they made a better job calling attention to the actual problem in filmmaking today of not having these female characters. Because when you look at this one, it's like, why don't we have this in the rest of them? Mm. Like, why is this one special for having it? This movie, like, makes sense in terms of
5: how it displays male female dynamics to the point where before this movie came out, there was a huge backlash. From, not huge, it was probably very small, but there was like a group of men who were Men's like oh, guys. raging awesome. against it because the movie had been like co opted by this feminine movement or whatever. We call
3: them cunts. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the just men. like, yes. Yeah, yeah. The movie is so just like. um. And I mean that as insulting as you <laughs> Yeah. It's Absolutely. so like correctly
5: portrayed that like if you have an issue with it, it is like 100% you're an asshole. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I think it's also, like, um, a teacher of mine during high school actually put this great analogy, and I think it could apply to this situation also, where um, the subject of um, gay men and women um, in the military came up, and he just said, I don't give a fuck if they're gay, straight, bisexual, transsexual, or have a sex change, as long as they're handing me the goddamn bullets when somebody else mm-hmm. is firing at me. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the best analogy I could say. Like, I don't ca- like if I'm in that situation, I don't care who you are, as long as you're on my side and you're trying to help me.
0: No, no. There is one thing I want to bring up here before we, we wrap this podcast up. And it's something that I think Chewie would want me to bring up. There is a uh, a, a thing going on right now. I'm not sure if you've seen it on Facebook or whatever, but it talks about like the equality in a room. So in a room right now like so say right now there's five guys and one girl. Uh, obviously way more men than women. But if there's a room And on, all white people. Yeah, and all white people. We'll talk about that in a different podcast. <laughs> oh, am actually uh, Latino. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right.
3: Um, so equal.
2: <laughs> there we go. We're good. Equal opportunity. I'm, I'm happy. You didn't put Latino. the Latino
3: next to the female on the one side of the table. Are you trying to tell yeah. us something? <laughs> Separate but equal. We <laughs> them share a microphone because they don't count as much. <laughs> yeah, and you only gave us one mic.
2: You're <laughs>
6: each has one uh,
2: Okay. Systemic. So, Isn't that why we're really loud?
0: <laughs> but in a, in a group of 10 people, if there's seven men and three women, men will see that room mm-hmm. as an equal room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the women will still go, uh, there's way fucking more of you than there are of us. Now, I think this movie does a great job of having of two men that. and yeah, right. five women, and I never felt like that was unequal. Yeah. The way they portrayed the characters, it felt like the whole time everyone was on an equal playing field. And I think the fact that they were able to pull that off is amazing, especially with that sort of thing going in the background. Now, does anybody else, have you have people seen this conversation?
3: Yeah. Going I, didn't I, didn't very much I haven't that. seen that one, but I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, it's true if you think about it. I yeah. mean, a lot it's, of times...
2: It's not anti-man at all. No. It's, it's just sort of talking about ma- toxic masculinity specifically. Yeah. And yeah. then, but these two men are both great, and they end up being heroes, and yeah. that's yeah. also part of my, being a man, is, is you don't have to be an asshole. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we figured it
3: out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shut her down. Well, we Max, is kind of an, Max is kind of an asshole, but in a much different, like, <laughs> kind of like, it not, has nothing to do He's with my like gender. socially. Just, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just a
0: social dickhead.
5: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there's one last thing we didn't talk about. Okay. The for oh. you.
2: Oh, my God. Every time that dude was on screen, the first time I saw that movie, I just couldn't stop laughing. Who is this? The, Which one? The, red, the guy in red, the blind guy who played the guitar. Oh, the guitar player. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Fuck, how did yeah. not bring him up?
5: Because that's a character who, like, the day this came out, he was all over the internet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he was on T-shirts, he was on memes, and it's the thing where it's like, I wish I'd gone in fresh for him. Because yep. it, like... Did you guys when you saw it? Yeah, did you know, know about it? I didn't. Well, when I, I saw it eight you. months before everyone <laughs> <Yeah. asked. laughs> dude, when so he
3: cool. came on screen, you were like, Whoa, We this were all like, yeah. Not yeah. stop laughing uh, "We were all just kind of like."
4: What the fuck? <laughs> like, remember collectively
3: in the audience was just like, "Yeah, what?" what?
4: <laughs> I love I, the fact that he like brought his own pajamas to work too. Yeah. I, yeah. I read that. I did a little reading to you guys, <laughs> and he like he made up his own costume.
2: The scene, the scene where he was just like they're they're chilling out, and he was just like hanging in his little bungee cord hammock, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're like, "Let's go!" and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: I love the idea that Morton Joe is so um. Smart in terms of getting his troops fired up that he actually yeah. brings a guy <laughs> to play and blast out of the speakers like battle music. But, and, I mean, and he I wasn't the you... only one. They were drummers. Yeah, too. Yeah. There was a whole band. And there was yeah. a,
2: that guy, by the way, that was a real guitar that yeah. really shot fire that he really played That's on. So set.
3: awesome. It's like that scene in the World War Z book where, in order to fight back, <laughs> apparently, like in order to get the zombies to start luring everybody into the area, they start playing death metal, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and they say it's actually, and you find out that it's actually not just to lure the zombies in the area, but it's also to pump up the soldiers. Sure. Yeah, you know, also plants love it. I uh, saw
4: a MythBusters episode where they like had four greenhouses, each playing different types of music, and then silenced, you know, to test that theory about if you talk to your plants or whatever. And the plants that did the very best were the death metal house. That's
0: awesome.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh,
0: but mentioning that guitar, you did mention the one thing that we did not talk about this whole time that I do think we should talk about, practical effects. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. In, in yeah. a world that has pretty much forgotten practical effects, this movie brings it back with a vengeance. And well, you know this... what I love
4: about it is that I, I did a lot of those uh, websites where they have the slider showing you the difference between you know the the yeah. raw shots and the graphic effects. So they did a great job of combining the
0: two. Oh, yeah. They this... did a really good job of actually... like. If they could do it real, they're going to do it real. Yeah, yeah. If, they, is... if there's no way to do it, then they had to avoid it, which is fine. I mean,
3: I... this movie is a great example of. I think George Mueller really sat down. He got his visual effects guys and his practical effects guys in a room, which I think you think it's it's so easy to do. I'm sure nobody does it. And he actually sat them down. I think and actually went through the storyboards and be like, "Tell me what's easier. Right. Like talk to each other and tell me which one." We should do practically, and which one is is better to do visually? And I'm talking I mean, about I what did, looks I good did, on camera.
0: I do not think it was easier. I think which one will look better. Like, which, well, okay, which, which one, one looks better? I think yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. That's
3: a better that's a better phrase for it. And so, which one looks better, and which one gives like the more visceral punch for yeah. these scenes? And I think that's what he broke it down. I certainly as. felt punched in yeah. the eyeballs. And I didn't, the thing is, like, I, I felt, always, I like. I sexy time in my eyeballs. <laughs> it's always disgusting
4: when I see, like, digital blood. I that hate that so much. Oh, God, uh, tell, tell me this about This movie it. did a great job of uh, every effect that, uh, w- even the digital effects looked real, or they were in the background, and everything, you know, looked real. It's because it's it had weight pers- to it, Yep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Realism. This and for
1: all weight- the explosions, it didn't. Feel or look like a video game. No, yeah, and that is a that is a key distinction for some of us gamers who <laughs> are used to that. Like, there's kind yeah. of this uh, trying to appeal to the gamer audience. It's like, well, it doesn't have to look good. Exactly. It's like, but then I watch this, and I'm like, I've never seen this before. I've never seen anything
3: like this. Yeah. Well, it's so colorful. I mean, you see most uh, apocalypse films, and, that, and they're yeah. like they're, they're, they drown out like, like it's basically just silver and gray mm-hmm. and stuff. The It could have looked time. like
1: 300 so
3: easily. Yeah. Uh, it could have. And they made it bright. I didn't
1: stuff. know oranges could look so cool. Right. <laughs> you were
0: saying?
5: Yeah. So with. Cars, especially like there, maybe it's like Fast and Furious, the fourth one, uh, where it just becomes like a CGI cartoon oh, it's and so everybody's disgusting. just like sitting on their duffs, yeah. like turning the <laughs> wheel. And it just, it does feel like you're watching people play a video game or something. Yeah. And with this movie, you of course have them actually like moving around the vehicles, which that gives it so much more reality, like right away with people like hanging off. Um, Like uh, the doors and on the roof. And it adds so much more versatility to what could be... I mean, they're basically going that way and then going back that way. So it's like a straight line being traversed for the movie. But because there's so much more movement, because they actually have these vehicles, it actually feels like somebody could die horribly in the next shot if it doesn't go, like, perfectly right. Mm. And... I think that kind of, actual existence like it just pays off in dividends
4: yeah I love the whole st- you're so stressed out when you're when they strap Max to the hood like oh, bring oh the blood God. bag with and, and he's yelling the, the, the whole car. time like ah oh, it's my head yeah. <laughs> or, or in his <laughs> grunty so way like <laughs> well, for me
5: you'll see like uh, Mad Max is walking on the back of the truck and he's trying to yeah, get his yeah, I love that song, um, oh, yeah. his mask off so he has this like little screwdriver that he's banging on and meanwhile he's like the vehicle's charging like full steam ahead Yep. and he's just on this like small platform and he has his arms like completely focused up on his head and that stresses me out a little <laughs> more because yeah. i'm like if they hit a bump he's just gonna go sailing <laughs> yep.
4: but i
2: love that when he gets it off and you're like finally this entire movie he's been locked up chained up his face has been controlled, right. everything and finally he gets that off and it's just like
5: Tom Hardy.
4: All oh. right.
2: Now yeah. I'm going to be a badass. Yeah. It's like
5: Bane ripped off. Of I like know. <laughs> his know.
1: Uh, you were merely born in the desert. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: but he wasn't. He had a life before. <laughs> he was made by the but desert. A distinction is also that I was on the edge of my seat with this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's totally a credit to all these elements that tie together. Oh, yeah. That I was stressed out. Like you were mm-hmm. saying, stressed out at every moment. Yep. In a good way. In a yeah. I wasn't just getting anxiety. Like it's like, like an adrenaline fun, rush. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, all right, so we are gonna move into quotes. Uh, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> uh, my favorite quote from the movie is from Tom Hardy, and it's.
4: Uh. Which part? Which one?
0: Which uh, time? I'm gonna go with when he's first in the truck and he's pointing <laughs> the gun at the girls. He goes. Uh. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a, it's a good. Uh. It's a very, I feel I mean, like he wasn't funny. owning the
5: grunts until that point in the movie, yeah, yeah. and then That's, from there on, it's like he's settled.
0: Yeah, he, he's got his grunt down. At that point. You make
4: <laughs> jokes, but he actually did a great job. I, he, you know, he's no Vin Diesel with the "I am Groot" <laughs> one hundred and seventy times, but he did a good job of portraying what he needed to without words. Oh, no, I'm
0: I'm not kidding. Yeah. I love that moment. Like yeah. it's like that was why I picked that one. I think he did a great job with it. Like he is a very good man of few words. He is. Yeah, and I, I think it was awesome. Like, that's part of the reason. Like, if it made me laugh, not laughing at the movie, but laughing, like, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Then, I, I think it's actually a pretty good line. It's awesome.
4: Right on. I'll John. go. Cool. Or uh, I'll go. Oh, yeah. Can I
0: go? Or do, is there a pecking order? No, there's no pecking
6: order. Go who, for it. Okay. Whoever
4: speaks the loudest first, so you get it. <laughs> so Chris right. goes. So
5: <laughs> I'll go with, it's like one of immortal Joe's lackeys who... Uh, when he starts shouting, like, I was going to have a brother. He was going to be perfect. He was going to be beautiful. Yeah. Because it's uh, Rosie Huntington-Whiteley. When she dies, they find her corpse, and she was pregnant. They, like, rip her open, and they, like, dangle up the baby. And you see Lovely. that lackey, who is just, like, he's... Like, he had love for that little baby. Yeah. Like, he was he's disappointed now that he doesn't have a brother and he's kind of like raging into the sky, but well, it that's just,
3: one, that's one of his sons. Like that's a yeah. more Joe's son. Right. Yeah. So it's like, we all are, right? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is his yeah. children. Yeah. Um,
5: yeah <laughs> Time so, to clean ourselves. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, it just gave a little more dimension to that, who that lackey who is just kind of like a physical presence. But that line, just showing that emotion from him, yeah. really made him a little more real. And I yeah. think
4: he kind of spoke for everybody who was sold by Emerton's uh, you know, speeches, and who was on his side. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone who wasn't Nux, basically.
1: Yeah. And even Nux for a long time. Yeah. Until he fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I'll go next unless okay. we're going to... Yeah. Okay, cool. That's uh, when uh, Max tries to tell everyone they're going to go back. That's, he presents them with that plan. We got to go back. Yeah, Sorry. we gotta go back. And uh, go back. the line okay. that go back. I forget which character does it, but they're like, "I thought you weren't insane anymore." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was a really good one. I was like, yeah I like that line." It made me, it made insane me <laughs> a Little humor. Yeah. Well, you uh, need some humor after the the
3: baby tearing scene. And what you love, I love it if you would have turned around and goes, "My first name is Mad. I never go." <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you guys need some more time, or do you have one? Uh, I have one. Um, I, I don't think this is the exact quote, but he says it under his breath right before they go on that car chase against Furiosa. But it's what, like I think Ma- Max says something along the lines of, first they took my fucking car, now they took my. Mm. They're taking my fucking blood." Yep.
2: Mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, guys, uh, I don't know if you've noticed. Um, feminist? Hello. Um, <laughs> what? So I said it a couple of times What's already, but, feminist but, you talk but of. I think someone actually does say it, but it's written on the wall when he runs in to find the wives missing. Yeah. The 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 stuff that's on the floor is like, our sons will not be warlords, and on the wall is written, we are not things. And I think that is just, to me, and I think somebody does actually say it later on. She's like, we're not things. Just a reminder, by the way, we're not things. It's
1: almost the theme of the movie. Yeah. Like, On every level. I think it is the theme of the film. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yours was so
4: powerful and mine when I'm like my favorite quote is I am Max
3: (laughs) (laughs) it was powerful in the context of the picture because he refused to give his name to everyone (laughs) yeah yeah,
2: and the way he does it he's like Max yeah yeah my name is Max like he's nodding his head like okay I can do this I think my
4: name is Max and yeah by now he
2: probably doesn't ever I mean he talked to so few people it probably like might occur he might forget his name every now and then
4: yeah but I really liked when he was explaining to them as the world fell each of us in our own way was broken it was hard to know who was more crazy me or everyone else mm. no it's everyone else dude yeah. <laughs> we know but he doesn't know anymore
0: yeah yeah was that everybody
4: that was it yeah. all right so
0: nobody took this one so i just need to say it because i think it's the best line in the movie that isn't this was going to be mine you will write eternal shiny and chrome because uh, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking awesome yeah, yeah. i
3: lie, i live
0: I, I live i die i live again yeah so awesome
2: and of course uh, what a lovely day di- basically yeah, nuts yeah. got all the cool lines he, he does, really yeah. did Oh, yeah. he, he also Yoka. You
5: know, he also introduced his neck tumors as like Larry, Larry and, Larry. Yeah, yeah. and the mates. redhead is Larry just like okay, <laughs> okay, like I'll go with it.
0: Yeah. why not? <laughs> welcome, welcome to our fucked up club.
2: <laughs> and I also like that where he's talking to the redhead and he says that he's like you know oh I screwed up I screwed up three times and the gates of hell were open to me and she's like maybe it's your manifest destiny not to and it's like oh I never thought of that.
3: No, no, you live with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, okay so for the review system for today uh, I'm going to go with post apocalyptic movies
1: mm. just a little sidebar I definitely did not warn Emily about the what, review system wow it's so time next time
0: you invite what? a guest you have a lot more work to do <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> uh, to be I, fair I, I think it was
1: more I fun gave when myself you don't. a cookie for yeah. warning about the video yeah,
0: yeah. okay
2: which at, is at why so. I had something prepped yeah yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so post apocalyptic movies I can go first cuz I thought about this a little while ago so mm-hmm. I'm kind of cheating uh, I'm going to go with the road
2: what is the criteria of this
0: game? Allow me to go, and you'll be able to. You might be okay. able to catch on, all right. and then other okay. people might go. Okay, so the reason I choose the road is because it takes place post-apocalyptic, it's all about basically like one man's journey, and about how it's really not about him, but it's about everybody around him. So in the road, mm-hmm. it's all about Viggo Mortensen's son. It's about it's not it's more his movie than it is Viggo Mortensen's, because it's just about how he's going to get him to live in this world, and his whole job is to basically prepare the world for his son. And in Mad Max: Fury Road, it's Mad Max is kind of the main character, but it's more about Furiosa, and it's more about Mad Max taking her and getting her world ready for her to live in, and then stepping away. Now, in The Road, he dies, and that's why he's not in it anymore. And Mad Max, he chooses to leave. But the whole thing is a post apocalyptic world. It's a journey from A to B, or I guess A to B back to A in Fury Road, um, where at the end of the film, the main guy is no longer in it, but the person who he was shepherding is now in the world on their own, but can survive it. Mm-hmm. I think I did a good job. Fuck you off. Yeah, dead. there you go.
4: <laughs> I I came up with a way more simple, shallow uh, answer, and I'm going to go with Wally. Another great oh, post apocalyptic film with very few words, just a visual masterpiece and a, a ride, a fun ride the
5: whole way. Okay. I got one. Um, I would go with Doomsday, uh, Neil Marshall. I love that movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, that one would have been good. Love yeah, that movie. Yeah, so. That's I think I like I like Mad Max Fury Road more than Doomsday. But I see that. they kind of like fall into the same thing with me where it's just kind of not my style. Okay. But it's like well done, well executed. It's Mad Max is an actual sequel whereas Doomsday is more just kind of like picking and choosing the best elements from a lot of genre movies, including Mad Max. Yeah, including Mad Max. So yeah, I think they are kind of like if you could have that as a double feature That'd be pretty appropriate.
3: Yeah, that'd work. I'm gonna go with um, Escape from New York. Ooh. Yeah, I love like well, it lo- it's a different Not type. LA. <laughs> he
2: does surf no. a wave. He
3: does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know so I know so much about like behind the scenes of, of <laughs> Escape from LA about why that movie is garbage. But um
0: if anyone would, I imagine it'd be. Yeah. You,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> I read. No, <laughs> Well, I saw it 10 months before it came out. Oh, I'm actually. sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I skipped from New York because it's a different type of uh, post-apocalypse film, or I guess you could call this more like um, dystopian future yeah. or yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. But it does have apocalyptic elements in it, especially once he gets into the actual prison. But um, I'm also comparing it with uh, Mad Max and everything because it's got a very stoic lead in it as well, played by uh, cinema's greatest badass of all time, and I will fight you if you disagree on this, the Mac Daddy himself, Kurt Russell. I'm pretty sure it's Tobey Maguire,
0: but you know, you're welcome to your opinion.
3: <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It's actually Jared. Uh, guy, <laughs> it's kind of the guy from Napoleon Dynamite. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> but no, um, I just love that film and stuff. And I think um, it and Mad Max, I think it and any Mad Max picture make a great double feature if you yeah. want to do like a uh, kind of dystopian, crazy, like off the wall, bleak B movie science fiction films.
1: Well
0: done.
3: Right on.
1: It's going to be kind of a stretch. I'm going to go with uh, 28 Days Later. Okay. Oh, Ooh, nice. Yeah. nice. That's a good one. Uh, just... And it's mainly just because of just the journey, and he, the main character kind of finds himself in a foreign situation, like a group of people already struggling on their own kind of arc. And he kind of jumps in on it, and, yeah, and the piggybacks yeah, works. off of it. It's very, again, kind of loosely connected. The Not as much of a as I think you thought it was going to be. That actually works. works. I'm a, I'm yeah, a really harsh critic well. of myself. Yeah.
2: All right, I got your game. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go Book of Eli. Uh,
3: because wow. I feel like I
2: Book of Eli is so thematically consistent. The whole movie is about blind faith and the fact that, you know, there's blindness involved in the film and it's all about faith and blind faith, blind faith. All Everywhere you go in the movie, it's all about blind faith. And this movie also was very consistent in the thematic, the use of the whole we are not things and the whole people being treated as objects. And it was very consistent across the board.
0: Well done. This is a yeah. road movie. Yeah, that's very well done for never having heard of our review system before. Thank you. Um, You're actually the quickest to pick it up, I think. Yeah, I, I, would, <laughs> I would say for sure the quickest to pick it up so far. Usually I get a lot of, I don't get it. I, don't, I, I don't, get it. Do I, I have to do this? <laughs> I read a lot,
6: guys.
3: (laughs) I also have to. I also have to give a huge shout out to another dystopian fiction, um, science fiction movie, uh, just because I think it's very underrated. Wow, selfish are you? uh, (laughs) Dread, (laughs) Dread, Dread, if no. That is so good. If you guys haven't seen Dread and you want to see like a bleak science fiction picture. Check like that movie is double feature with the radio, the best. Yes, <laughs> it's basically the same plot, but they're done so differently. It's such yeah, a great, but yeah, yeah. both of them are great, and so. also
2: a great example of a male and female lead Sorry. who don't have a romantic relationship. which yes. is so, beautiful. Yep, more of that, please. And also, uh, it has an
3: antagonist who's also like, yeah, well, no, she used to be like, they make mention about it and stuff, but she's just ruthless in it. Sure. Yeah,
2: I love a female antagonist.
0: Moving on to the end of our episode, uh,
3: because we have so many people here, this actually applies to
0: this time. We're gonna jump into plugs. Mm. So who? I don't have hair plugs. Got
2: a plug. My podcast is called Chicks Who Script. You can find us on chickswhoscript.com. We are at CWS Podcast on Twitter. We're also That's on right. Facebook and Instagram and all the other things. And we drop every Monday in the morning and we inter- we talk about filmmaking. We always interview a filmmaker at my house and we might drink and there are dogs and it's super fun and we cuss a lot.
1: There we go. And I uh, hear you break down plots to movies uh, very extensively.
2: Uh, occasionally I'm known to do that, yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> the more drunk I get. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, I have
5: two podcasts. One is called Superhero Sampler, which is on indefinite hiatus right now. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, The other one is called Beyond School. It is an audio play about a uh, teenage girl who's battling evil aliens across the world. Cool. Sweet.
4: I, J.J. Abrams, have a film coming (laughs) up on December 18th. You may want to go check it out. It's called Star Wars.
0: Speaking of Star Wars, (laughs) next week uh, we will have our very much anticipated by the people in the room Star Wars episode <laughs> <laughs> uh, where we will have I will explain what's going to happen this time I wasn't going to before but now I, I, I'm i so excited about this I, I think it's going to work out really well we're going to have six people on each person gets a movie oh, then we're going to have on a seventh person who has never seen any of them and it is our job to convince that person <gasps> Which one is the best one? So hard to find that. Poor fun. (laughs) Those poor bastards who are
3: going to have to deal with the first three pictures. Oh, yeah. I'm one of them.
0: I am definitely one of them as well. Uh, So that is going to be a really fun podcast. I'm really looking forward to it. And that will come out whatever the Thursday is after December 5th. Who is Um,
5: uh, standing up for the holiday special? We
0: have nobody for the holiday special. We'll right? have to all
5: just kind of cover that.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> my Who favorite part. What want to stand up for the yeah.
3: holiday special, I think, is my question.
2: Let's bring
4: Grandpa Wookiee some holla porn. <laughs> I love it. I've
2: never seen the holiday special. You're missing out. Yeah. It's on,
4: if you, I think you can go on YouTube or you can go to uh, Riff Tracks and they actually have a streaming version of it, which, w- that's how I watched it. Did they it. do the thing?
2: Yep.
0: Oh my God. Okay, really well now good. I'm in. Yep. All right. Even without it, you should watch it because it's awesome. All right. Because it's related to Star Wars. That's all it needs. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, so that's coming up here soon. I'm really looking forward to it. And then after that, we have our normal onslaught of end of the year podcast, which you can look forward to or not. It's up to you. Uh, but with that, I say thank you to everybody for coming on. You're welcome. And bye. Good night. One, bye. Bye. Bye.
6: two, three, four, bro. Come on. Unbreakable. Daylight, day of it. It's America. Oh. Unbreakable.